Hey, Patrick, uh, it is awesome to have you on from Level 10 Energy. I hear there's a huge announcement for a new business line that you guys have announced over there. And uh, you're the, the best person to ask about this new energy marketplace, energy asset marketplace. Uh, why don't you share a little bit more about what you're leading up, a bit about your background and what this energy asset marketplace might be all about. Yeah, thanks a lot, Shwarnov, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today. Um, you know, the asset marketplace, I've, I've had the, the, uh, the pleasure of uh, being with Level 10 over the last uh, two years and have really uh, been in charge of setting up this second major product, product suite for Level 10, which is the asset marketplace. Uh, you know, basically, you know, we're not building renewable energy projects fast enough. Uh, we really need to expedite the pace in order to reach the goals that are necessary to, uh, to save the climate. Uh, and, uh, and so to, to, to speed that up, Level 10 is, is initially started with the energy marketplace focused on PPAs and has now moved to, uh, to launch the, we've, we're launching the asset marketplace uh, to facilitate and organize the process by which developers move their projects through the uh, development pipeline. Uh, really what, what, what Zillow did for, uh, for real estate, um, level 10 is asset marketplace will be doing for the renewable energy projects. You know, this, this goes beyond just a single project um, or a few projects or a single year. Um, you know, this is the, the you know, the, the WD-40 of, uh, uh, for the renewable energy industry. And, um, and, uh, and we'll continue to look for that friction, those frictions in the industry and, uh, and solve them. So you guys are trying to fit into, I believe then, a component of what a lot of EPCs struggle with in solar, um, which is probably finding financiers or buyers of the assets that they're developing. Um, or are you guys addressing a different problem uh, with this asset marketplace um, that isn't as clear to probably the common person who's looking from the outside at, at solar development? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me paint a picture for you. So, so a, a renewable energy project often transacts ownerships multiple times before it actually starts generating power, and different groups have different uh, have different uh, skill sets. Um, you know, much like a, a relay race, where the initial uh, baton holder uh, locates the land and uh, entitles that land, and then they often get into the interconnection process, and then they will pass off the baton to a new owner, and that owner will then go out and uh, do the design and engineering, and will uh, obtain the PPA, and then ultimately get financing, and possibly construct the project, and then it will pass off to the new to another owner, pass that baton to another owner, who will then uh, be the longtime owner operator of that project as an independent okay. power producer. So if it's if it's changing hands so many times, and obviously we've seen a huge growth in utility scale solar over the last decade or so, um, what was the pain that you guys saw that led for led level ten to believe that hey, building a energy asset marketplace for wind and solar projects could help expedite that process? Or what is that key 
issue, problem, or insight that you guys discovered or you discovered when you started working at Level 10 that led you to believe that this is an opportunity worth exploring? Well, to be fair, um, we didn't discover this at Level 10. Our customers asked us to, uh, to launch the platform to solve their needs. Um, you know, as they were looking at, you know, as capital came into the market and they were looking for opportunities to invest capital, they felt the need to have this platform. And so they actually approached, level, a number of customers approached Level 10 and made the suggestion. At that point, our founder and the, and the strategic team at, at Level 10, you know, made the decision. Obviously, this is someplace where we want to be. And so I think that's a key. And I think Level 10 really embodies that in everything we do. We are a facilitator and an organizer for our customers. And so we look to them to guide us in, in our products, how we fashion those products and how we build them. And what makes it now? the best time for a asset marketplace to come in into the into the world when solar has operated i believe well um till date obviously customers are demanding it which is why this product was built what makes now the right time for a product like this to be introduced in yeah sure enough as i opened up the um the we're not building it fast enough there is, you know, there's a lot of friction in the processes. Right. I talked about the baton passing, and that friction is what's is what we're seeking to solve for the marketplace. And so, you know, the asset marketplace is an off great growth of the energy marketplace. We have over 450 developers on the level 10 platform. You know, when a seller, you know, lists an asset, that over 90% of the market is seeing there. Um, you know, seeing their project in order to pass it on. And we provide the demand signals, the liquidity signals and the transparency for, the, for those uh, project buyers and project sellers to be able to transact quicker. So we speed the process of moving uh, projects from owner to owner, and that allows capacity at the front end for uh, the early stage developers to then initiate new projects and bring them forward onto the platform. So it really then sounds like something that basically utilizing software to scale something that would have taken months of networking, negotiations, and expediting that entire process by almost playing the broker role in an automated fashion. Is that, is that a true va understanding of, of the value prop that you guys are providing here? Yeah, very much so. That that's that the old way of doing things was basically to create a a teaser, and um and, and pass it around to your con your your network of contacts. It's as if you listed your house by putting a sign out on the road that said "Buy my house," and that's all you did. Sure, people would see it, but most of the people that saw it didn't care, and the folks that were really interested in it wouldn't ever see it. And, um, and so that's what we bring to the table. And, and you said it exactly correctly, is that the technology that's under, underpinning our platform allows us to scale and, um, you know, and provide that uh, market access uh, for both buyers. Got and it, sellers. got it, got it. So then your role in this is to lead this new asset marketplace. Is that is that correct? Could you dive into a bit about what your role is and how you've been involved in this project at Level Ten? Um, yes. So you know, I I've, I've been 
really from, from ground one, I came on board with the mandate to set this up. Um, you know, the, the, the team had decided that they were going to move forward with that. I've known uh, Bryce Smith, the, the, the founder, for a very long time and um, followed his, you know, we, work, we both are in the in energy industry and followed his time through when he set up his developer, founded the, his developer, and then as he passed that off to his partners and, and founded Level 10. Um, and so I've been uh, watching from afar for a long time. And when the opportunity approached, uh, you know, I would have been a fool not to have taken it. And it's, it's been an exciting, uh, innovative ride over the last year. Um, I've spent my entire career in, in finance um, and the last 15 years in energy finance, and I've been involved in running old school processes in basically everything from venture capital for poultry litter gasification all the way through to uh, offshore wind project finance and uh, securitizations for residential solar properties. So a strong background in transaction processing but to be able to get into the tech world, which, you know, and to really be able to use that knowledge of how it was done and make the future of how it should be done is, uh, has, been, has been very exciting. Almost like you're automating the, the jobs that you've been doing in, in almost uh, in the energy space for so many years, you're finding ways to automate it with software with the team at level 10. Yes. I mean, we make that joke uh, internally that every day we come to work trying to figure out how to, <laughs> how to eliminate our jobs. Um, and and that, that, is, that is exactly correct. Everything we do, we take a hard look at it and say, can we automate this? Can we make this better, faster, cheaper? So software? what has that transition been like? Because looking at your background, obviously you coming from an investment banking world, obviously playing in solar, you must have built up a tax equity type of appetite and such. Obviously, uh, I believe Sonova was the last place you worked. Um, what's that transition been like going from a predominantly financial driven or you know infrastructure finance kind of world into now more of a software tech world, which is still related and you know provides huge value from your experience, obviously, to build these brilliant products. But what has that transition been like for you? Yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's been, um, I, don't, I don't know exactly how to say it, but, you know, I'm not that young. And, um, and, and to sort of all of a sudden be seeing, be, be able to, to learn and educate myself on all, all these new technologies, um, you know, just different software packages and to be, you know, to be integrating those uh, is, is, uh, feels very good. <laughs> Um, you know, to be fair, um, you know, residential solar, uh, you know, Sonova was was very tech heavy uh, just because of the volume right. that they were dealing with. Uh, and so it was a bit of a stair step when you're talking about individual projects, um, you know, such as, you know, offshore wind or a biomass plant. I mean, we were really it was all spreadsheets and um, and uh, and number crunching there and uh, at best uh, email. Um, you know, our, our technology was uh, okay. So, so you you're now playing in a whole different realm of of what software really can do. I mean, what where do you guys see this, or where do you see this going? Since it seems like you're going to be heading up this energy asset marketplace, where do you see this evolving? Obviously, um, alluding to the fact that you're looking to automate out as many of your jobs as you can. 
um, so that you can work on even more creative and bigger and bigger problems. Where do you see this going? Uh, does it stay as an energy asset marketplace? Is it going to turn into a massive developer? Where is where is Level Ten thinking about, and where are you thinking about taking this venture? Well, you know, the the growth, the the industry is relatively young um, when you when you talk about the larger larger scheme of things. And so there is plenty of room to improve. The asset marketplace, as I said, is the second second product suite of uh, of level ten uh, energy, and um, there are plenty of places that we can go. Whether I'm the person to do it or not, we will see. Um, you know, there's there's yeah, there was a, rec- a report just out by by Bloomberg that that stated three hundred billion dollars of uh, investment. Uh, put into renewable energy. If you think about that from my standpoint, you know, and you look at the baton passing, and that there's several um, opportunities at each at each step um, in each project, you can really, you know, you see there's a lot of room um, in the in simply the asset marketplace and simply the segment that we're looking at. Um, and then you look at you know level 10 energy. We we are you know fully operational in um, in Europe. And with the energy marketplace and the opportunity to expand geographically there, um, you know, and then you just look at, um, you know, new products, extensions, et cetera. Um, from a software standpoint, um, you know, you can always add uh, add uh, bells and whistles, and we'll continue to do that and improve the uh, the software experience. Ultimately. We will continue to go back to our customers, find out what's working, what's not working, what would make it better, and continue to improve that software. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, on that kind of a note, where where do you kind of think? Uh, because obviously, policy is changing rapidly, and as you mentioned, we're in the early stages of something that's drastically going to be accelerating over the next decade, especially in energy. Um, just let alone in the U.S., if not even internationally, going on. How do you feel policy these, for instance, the American Jobs Plan that Biden is uh, trying to get through Congress? Um, how do you see these ITCs, specifically the side of these policy changes that are going to help suppo- uh, support renewable energy infrastructure development or electrification development? How do you see these different policies uh, impact on the speed at which you guys can help get projects developed. Do you believe you guys have a role to play in making people aware as to how these different tax incentives or different pools of capital could help accelerate these projects? Or do you intend to stay back more and say, hey, we'll adapt based on how the market and environment is changing rather than being more of a consultant in the process? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. The, the policy, um, you know, and that's a good question on the policy side of things. You know, I and Level 10 are very supportive of any policies that, uh, that support the, the, the climate um, initiatives uh, going forward. Um, ultimately, you know, the policy is you know, follows the reality that we need to make this transition to renewable energy and we need to make it quickly and we're not making it quickly. So while I don't, I don't think the policies, you know, as we saw, you know, in the past uh, four years, that the policies didn't slow it down because everybody 
is starting to realize that it's it's a necessity. It's an existential threat. And, and so I think we are, in, in many ways, running parallel, that we are, um, you know, we're an organizing function and a, uh, you know, and a facilitator of, uh, you know, of moving trans uh, moving renewable energy projects uh, from initiation all the way through to uh, power generation and replacement of fossil fuels. Um, and so I think, you know, really, we, we certainly keep a sharp eye out, and we certainly like what's being done right now. Uh, but ultimately, those policies are will only marginally impact our business and our and our it. mission. So, so you see policy more as the cherry on top. So, if these incentives come, they may help accelerate the development marginally, uh, a development of more uh, renewable energy projects marginally. But in reality, with or without it, the market has already decided we are going to build and we're going to build as fast as our capital allows us. Is that a proper understanding of where you guys currently stand? Yeah, I think that's true. Is the is the um, you know what, what we've seen the massive growth in in corporate private purchases of renewable energy supporting the industry. Um, you know, I, I feel like they, that there is a um, you know that the private sector, the public, has spoken, and um, and then these policies are also you know similar to us. They are simply facilitators. Um, of what needs to happen, um, you know, we're the we're the infrastructure, we're the renewable uh, transaction infrastructure uh, underpinning the process of getting from A to B, and the policy is also there to grease the skids Got as it. well. So I think we're really part rather than um, than a cherry on top or otherwise. I think it's really a a, a parallel. Ah, see that that's a good that's a good analogy to take home from there. Um, so then I, I guess then the, the only last question I'd love to, to learn about from a founder's perspective or an investor's perspective, who's, I guess, marginally uh, aware of what's going on when it comes to renewable energy infrastructure development and what you guys are doing. What's that one thing that people tend to misunderstand or not understand at all because they're not in the weeds actually building like you and the rest of the team at level 10 are. What's that one big insight that you guys have developed that you think could be really eye-opening for founders and investors that may be watching this show today? Well, you know, I go back to what I said before is listens is we, we, we listen to our customers. Um, you know, ultimately we're, we're providing a, you know, a software service to them and, um, you know, they tell us where their pain points are um, and what they need, you know, what they need us to do. And then we've got the technology and the, and the um, energy savvy, uh, technology skills and energy savvy to be able to, uh, to execute um, and provide the, those services. Sure. So what about the specific market, right? With the way the market is headed, is there a specific unique perspective that you guys have developed that you could only develop from actually financing projects or providing marketplace like services is there something like that that you think hey that's what unlocked a lot of the eye-opening opportunities that we're looking into doing that we learned from our customers yeah from the asset marketplace standpoint um you know i really think it's the concept of 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 multiple owners and the um, and the subject matter experts, the experts in uh, certain facets, 
Um, and then the incredible complexity of, of uh, grid-connected energy. Um, there isn't, um, it's not as easy as simply building a solar farm and then lighting up a bunch of, uh, a bunch of houses. There is a, there is a very complex grid there. I'm in Austin and of course we saw that with the, uh, the recent cold snap in, um, in Texas and the complexity of actually managing that grid. And I think people need to realize um, all the different pieces that, uh, that go into managing the grid and how renewable energy um, is a very uh, capable uh, part of that and can fully displace the fossil fuel uh, industry and indeed will uh, very quickly and is. Awesome. You know, you read every day about the, uh, the additional coal uh, facilities that are being retired and th those aren't being retired because of a, uh, you know, a government mandate that they must be retired. They're being retired for economic reasons because they simply can't compete with uh, with renewable solar and wind and storage as a combining factor. And indeed, you know, storage is a perfect example. It can do, it can do a lot of things a lot more efficiently than any gigantic legacy uh, coal or gas hmm. plant. So it's, I guess then the, the complexity here that, that you guys really discovered is, is that the interconnection process isn't just filing some paperwork, submitting it, and then the grid says, great, you know, let's power these hundred homes. And even to get to that stage where you're turning it on, there's so many buyers in the process, even though it might look like one entity is building the entire project. Are those the two things that most people tend to not yeah. see when solar farm developments might be happening or large scale infrastructure projects happen in general? I, I think that's, that is definitely the case, um, is that you do have multiple buyers along the way, multiple buyers or multiple owners along the way. And that those uh, and that those parties pass off the the projects from a hand to hand, um, you know, very much in a supply chain. Um, you know, Ford doesn't build every component of their cars, and um, and every piece of the solar project isn't isn't developed by the, necessarily by the same uh, the same party. And I think that's a transition as the as the industry is becoming much more mature. Um, you know, that's why we're in the perfect position right now to be launching this asset marketplace. You know, we have all the developers on on our on our platform, and and those parties are now starting to specialize, and um, and so you'll see a lot more of these transactions. Got there. it, got it, got it. So, with that being said, uh, I like to always ask every guest that comes onto the show one specific question. If you had to give a piece of advice, obviously you've had a brilliant career by the looks of it and obviously now you're leading a project that's that's probably going to be one of the most impactful ones and is probably going to be spoken about over the next couple of years for the number of projects you guys have helped develop what's that one thing from your experience not only working at uh, different companies in the space but also leading teams and now leading a full product um, at level 10 and working in a similar industry, but now more into the tech world. What is that one piece of career investment or personal advice that you wish you had when you were starting off that you think other founders or early on investors could use to help uh, spur their growth and eventually get to a stage in their life where uh, they're providing as much impact as you are now? Yeah, I, I think the, 
you know, one area that is very exciting about the uh, about renewable energy is is the youth of the industry, um, and to be uh, to focus on that, and then look for what's not being provided. I think that level tens, um, you know, the brass ring that Bryce grabbed was providing this uh, uh, renewable transaction infrastructure to uh, to the, the the players in the market and really providing them that organizing function to allow them to move move quicker and gain market access and gain market intelligence um, and uh, and so I think that's that's really where you know where the the uh, the opportunity so it's always be looking for where there's an unmet need um, to paraphrase yes <laughs> Bang on. Awesome. So, uh, Patrick, with that being said, if anyone wants to continue the conversation with you or anyone at Level 10 or wants to even learn more about what you guys have just launched, uh, where can they connect with you or connect with the team at Level 10 so that they can learn more and follow this journey? Well, certainly co co uh, connect uh, directly with me on, on any uh, specific um, renewable projects uh, that they're working on, um, and then otherwise uh, easy enough to uh, to get to uh, the uh, the level ten team through the the website. Awesome. And the best way to reach you? Would you prefer reaching out on? Are you most active on Twitter, LinkedIn, email? What do you prefer if people wanted to reach out regarding renewable energy projects? Uh, LinkedIn's easy, or or uh, or it was probably the easiest. But uh, but my email is always open. So p uh, patrick dot at level ten energy dot com. Awesome. Alrighty, Patrick, it has been great having you on, and I wish you guys and the level ten team. All the best in helping build out as many megawatts of projects as you possibly can.